This is Sandy Krakowski, and welcome to A Real Change. This episode of the A Real Change podcast is sponsored by Dry Farm Wines. Now, you've got to hear this. I, because of gut health and other things and trying to keep my 56-year-old body lean and strong, stopped drinking wine a couple years ago because the sugar just kept messing me up and all of my efforts. And then I found Dry Farm Wines. Okay, these are lower sulfites, lower alcohol, sugar-free, grown organically and biodynamically. And to be honest with you, what does all that mean? It means it's paleo and keto friendly. It means it's low carb friendly. It means I can now drink wine and not have my gut get upset. I can now drink wine and not have all my diet efforts be ruined. You guys have to try Dry Farm Wines. And I've got a great offer for you where you actually can get a bottle when you order a bottle for just a penny. My personal favorite happens to be the rosé and the red, but they have so many different selections, including sparkling. You've got to check it out. So go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash a real change for your penny bottle offer. And remember, Dry Farm Wines makes it funner to not only drink wine, but you actually can do it without the guilt. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash a real change for your penny bottle offer. All right. So good to hang out with you, girl. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Like I said earlier, I want your earrings. So <laughs> every time I wear these earrings, everybody, and I can't remember where I picked them up from. I think I got them from like my loctician a long time ago, but I've never seen duplicates to be able to like give people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. These are, Whoa. these are, yeah. These are my empowerment, Lauren Hill, Miss Education of Lauren Hill earrings. That Give makes it a little bit more, it's a, that's my style, because it's like, <laughs> nobody else can get them. <laughs> yeah. But I get my, my uniqueness. That yes. Your anomaliness is that a word? We just yeah. made it. We'll take it. We'll take it that's all day. It. That's it. All day. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you here because you are definitely an anomaly when it comes to what you do. And I even talked to you about the fact that when I would interview people to do taxes or accounting, it would be like, okay, do they know how to talk like a person and have people skills? Were you like ever taught that? Like to have those kind of skills? Okay. So I was, I was forced to try to be put in a box and all honesty when I was in college, um, everyone always told me they're like, like I actually had an auditing teacher tell me like, you're like, how did you pick accounting? Like your personality, it's not going to work. And then when I told him I was had interned as an auditor and everything like that, he was like, are you, are you, they, they kept you all summer. Like you didn't get in trouble. And I'm not going to say I didn't get in trouble because <laughs> I, I, I'm like, Hey, push this, try this, do this. I mean, but I'm just not cool. And I've always, my whole career have been told mm. that I'm, like you got to kind of bottle it up and fit it into the normal accounting blue suit, 10 key mm. calculator type mm. 
you know what I'm saying, type mindsets and that you can't like trying to like try to squeeze all of who I am into mm. that realm. I, I pulled it off for 21 years, but I can say there, there are plenty of times in my career I was um, to- totally upset, like totally just disconnected. Mm. So the answer is no, no, I can't be that, you know what I'm saying? Disconnected, that boring. No. So like, here go debits and credits and robot. Like that's just. I can't see you in a blue suit. <laughs> I would be afraid I was getting in trouble. <laughs> and I would go to meetings and be the only one, like my suits would be brown and red or purple. And they're like, what are you, where are you going? And I'm like, uh, to the meeting. <laughs> What's the problem? I just Isn't that funny though? Because is that why like we're all so afraid of tax preparers? Or I mean, like near-death experiences if the IRS calls you about your business. Right. So (laughs) and it's so many people who say that. Like IRS, my husband is funny. He's always (laughs) three letters you cannot play with are I, R, and S. Like don't play with. And he's always like, get our stuff done. Make sure everything is right. I don't care because I can't have them knocking at the door. And everybody fears the IRS. Hmm. And I've, I've never worked at the IRS. So let me, let me frame that. So I, yeah, yeah. I was an auditor. Yeah. I worked at the Department of Defense for 16 years in the Office of Inspector General. And I worked at the Department of Commerce in the Office of Inspector General for five years. And so Office of Inspector General is like, Watchdog, we are the top, you know what I'm saying? And when mm-hmm. you're thinking about the Department of Defense, we, we're talking generals, we're talking assistant secretaries, you know, oh. decision maker, and that's who I audited and did my career with. So wow. they were just like right dress right. The mentality yeah. is very much the same. It, if you mm-hmm. throw the words OIG out to anybody, it's just like saying in the audit community, it's saying the same thing as IRS to us in the civilian world, because mm-hmm. we could come shut down principles, processes, cut programs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, we don't play if you know your stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to have, you, you have to know your stuff. Of course you do yeah. have to be able to um, articulate yourself and present yourself well, yeah. but I, I can't see doing it without having a human nature. No. At, at all because you have to see it from both sides and um i think that that i know i had one supervisor one time tell me that's what made me unique he was like you like get the whole dodes but you also get the the human side of it mm. he's like i've never seen too many women do it that well because some of the things that i i audited was readiness so do they have what they need to do when it's time to hit the ground and do the mission mm. And so go in and talk to the people that are boots on the ground and mm-hmm. them to re- receive me well. He was like, like, what did you do to, to, to gain that presentation to bring people in? And I think it's, I mean, it's no honor to me at all. It's everything. Honest to goodness. It's God gives us all gifts and abilities and talents. Mm-hmm. We either mm-hmm. choose to adopt into them and make them come alive or we choose to ignore it and be miserable. That's just the way I see it. It's so wild to me that you were an auditor for the Department of Defense. And like the first time I talked to you on the inner circle, I was like, no, 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 no. You're not a tax. You're like a tax cop. 
Yeah. Like and you're going to make sure that we get all the money we need and right. it's not on, on their table. Correct. 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 And, and for the Department of Defense, like what does a day in that life look like? Boring. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> boring. It's boring. <laughs> People make it exciting, but I mean, you know, you just, you look at, you look at rules and regulations, you figure out a procedure and a process. You get to do interviews with people. You actually mm. get, I'm not going to say it's all boring. Um, I have been on ships. I have been on aircraft. Mm. Um, yeah. We've seen, you know, secret squirrel type stuff. Mm. Um, I've, I've seen the gamut of it in, during my career. That's probably the most exciting piece going out. You get to travel the world. Mm. So I have been able to um, travel the entire country. Wow. Um, doing things and meeting different people, realizing that we're more alike than not, mm-hmm. um, that people have to do their jobs and they're, they're people hardworking um, and they want to do the right thing. They just don't know. I've been in on audits where I've been in a warehouse because, you know, DOD has everything from construction to destruction. Like we're throwing stuff away. Yeah. Commissaries. Like I've done inventory, exactly. crawling around on the floor, looking at computers taking hard drives out, like you named it. I've had all kinds of experience, um, but it's, it's mainly writing. You write, you mm-hmm. go in, you figure out a process, you write it up, you, you figure out where the holes are, and then you write reports. Okay, so big question. Is it easier to be an auditor for the Department of Defense, or is it easier to prepare taxes for small business owners who don't know what they're doing? <laughs> all seriousness, but... No. but- I think it's, I would say prepare taxes for me because that's my heartbeat. Mm. That, that's my heartbeat. What do you so, mean by that? Tell me so what you mean by that. It's like, it's, it's my accounting language. So accounting mm. is so vast and broad. Mm. We have bookkeeping, we have record keeping, we have debits and credits. We have all, like, we just have this whole gamut within that um, career spectrum. Mm. And for me, my niche where I fell, like my love language yeah, yeah. The perfect marriage yeah. of accounting and law or was tax is mm. tax for me. That's so good. So, so for me, it's my heartbeat. I get to mm. not only figure out how to help people when they need help yeah, and yeah. educate them and have that connection, but I also get to spend time with the numbers and the documentation and really get to learn um, where it goes, but mm. also share with people things that they can do to, to better prepare themselves, especially the small business owner. Yes. Now, with the small business owner, do you think, in, in your opinion, are people like, it's almost as if they're avoidant to dive really deep into the tax issue. Is it, do you, and, and I'm just asking, I, I have no clue. This is your specialty, not mine. <laughs> um, are people avoidant with the whole tax preparation thing because of the whole, we should be afraid of the IRS and, and, and in their mind, you know, IRS means tax means money means, ah, or is it because it's so laborious and they're trying to save? I mean, what do you, what, why do you think people just avoid it when it actually, and we'll talk about that. It actually could save your butt <laughs> if you're okay. not avoiding it. Um, I, what I hear from my clients um, is that it's just a whole, it's a foreign language. I think they're overwhelmed by the forms, even with the new tax change, the forms and the lines, it just seems like a whole, it's like Greek to most people. Mm-hmm. And then most people are like, they're, they come to me angry. 
Mm. I take taxes out. Nobody, okay, first of all, nobody wants to owe. Nobody wants to owe. Mm. And I don't think we in the tax community have done a great job mm-hmm. of articulating what the true purpose of taxes are. Right. Right. So the, the true purpose of tax liability is to break even. If mm-hmm. you're getting a refund back, that yeah. means you gave Uncle Sam or the comptroller your yeah. money tax interest free to do with yeah. whatever they want to. Right. When in reality, you could have kept your money, made business decisions, invested it, did whatever you needed to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So that it could benefit you. And most okay. people don't realize that there are ways for the tax code to benefit them. Let me let me ask you two questions that are just like combustulating in me because I know these are things that people bring up in our inner circle, which is why I'm just so thrilled that you're in there and growing your business. So like you're not only a small business owner, but helping small business owners. My first question is just, do you believe that the tax code in America, specifically in the United States, is made for the business owner or the individual? And why? All day. Which one? is made for the business owner. Mm, and tell me why. Uh, because that's who lobbies and who has bigger pockets. Mm. I mean, it's all honesty, right? So, so go ahead, go ahead. The average, can the average taxpayer benefit by having a small business that may even only do a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars of business online? Do they benefit as much as say somebody who makes a hundred thousand? How does that look? Yes. yes the individual yes. tax... And, the individual taxpayer, if they have, if they can work with somebody to help them with a strategy, I'll tell right. you that was that was me. Yeah, yeah. I worked. I was a W two, but I had the tax firm on the side that I got to right. do tax season. The reason why it's beneficial is if you know if you work with somebody who knows what they're doing is your business losses um, can offset your W two income. Oh gosh, yeah. It's, if positioned right. Right. The other, the other benefit is it actually changes your mindset mm. to make you go into whomever you work for mm. if done right. And you can go in and influence change as an entrepreneur. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because now, you do things differently. You know, I've had small business owners come to me who make like a quarter of a million dollars. Okay. How would you answer this? And they're doing their taxes and all that kind of stuff. And their tax preparer, whether they're a CPA or whatever, says to them, well, it looks like you basically made $60,000. And then their response is, this is not worth it to me. I'm only making $60,000. But their house payment was a write-off, their car payment was a write-off, the vacations or, or different things that they did. And how would you speak into that on the bottom line being the value of your success as a business owner? How do, how do you speak into that? I mean, do you believe that that person would be wise if that's all that passed through <laughs> that, that came as an income or, and say why? Because I'm really, I, I'm, I want my listeners to hear that because so okay. many gauge what's the bottom line means that's your income. And that, that might be wise with a W-2 mindset, but not necessarily so in a business mindset. Tell Correct. us why. Correct. So you can look at it this way. Let's say you, you generate a revenue of 250 as a small business. Mm-hmm. 
if we had equated that to you receiving a salary of $250,000, mm. Uncle Sam off the bat would have taken 50%, I'm going to say roughly 50% of that before you ever saw any of it. 50? Okay. Up to, yep, it could easily be. Like if you actually look at your W-2 as a W-2, yeah. Yeah. 50% of that could be gone. So your net pay, so that, that really, <clears throat> let me back up. The benefits of being a business owner versus a W-2 employee are ginormous. Right. And you've talked about this on several times. As, yeah. a, as an employee, taxes come off the top. You're mm-hmm. left over. You are left with the leftovers. That's, That's, your, what, you take. That's what you take home. That's what you take home. Well, but people the, like making a quarter of a million dollars and bringing home 180000 and like, I just can't get anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. As an employee, right? As an employee. But as a business owner, that that same $250,000 comes in and you get to use that $250,000 the way you see fit to run your business. Mm. So you have legitimate and necessary ordinary business expenses. These Mm. aren't my terms. That's the IRS code terms. So tell me what those legitimate ordinary business expenses that actually could come off the, the bottom... Right. Instead of the top, like an employee, right? What do those look like? So let's say you have a home office. Mm. You can have a home office deduction. Well, let's let's even back up. It depends on. We need to consider the structure of your business. Oh, your, what does that mean? Your entity <laughs> plays a big part. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have several different entity structures. You could yes, be a sole proprietor. Mm. You could be an S corporation or C corporation that falls into the pot of corporations. Right. And the only difference between an S corporation and a C corporation is the number of shareholders. S yes. corporations cannot exceed more than a hundred right. shareholders. Right. So right. just small versus large and, or yeah, we're an S corp or partnership. And so the, those, the, the partnership and the S corp are passed through entities. And what that means is it's kind of, it has duality. Right. Right? What about an LLC? An LLC is beautiful because an LLC gets to pick what it wants to actually look like from a tax standpoint. Mm-hmm. So it can choose to be a disregarded entity, mm-hmm. which is equivalent to being a sole proprietor, mm-hmm. meaning that your information would end up on your 1040 on a Schedule C. Right. It could choose to elect to be an S or C corporation. If it's an S corporation, then it has this, and both S corporations, um, C corporations and partnerships have their own tax forms. Right. And it can either come in on a K-1 if it's an S corporation right, or, or, or a C corporation does its own tax return. It right. looks like an entity by itself. So you have a 1040, you personally, and you have a Schedule C. Right. The, the company by itself and that it pays its own taxes. And then you hear the whole, which is a whole nother conversation within itself, uh, which is better S or C double taxation, blah, blah, blah. Well, you have small business owners who are like, Oh my gosh, I need my ROI. And Oh my gosh, I got to do my social media thing. And Oh my gosh, I got to make sure that we, we keep all the papers legit. And do I need a contractor and do I need this and that and the other thing? And you know, you make your first hundred thousand and you're like, Oh, Right. How how am I gonna? How are we taxing this? Right. So and do so, you think it's better that they set that up with someone like yourself as they're originating versus waiting till there's money there? Tell all, us why. All day, all day. So if you, I, I have clients that come to me when they say they want to do a business, we do a consultation upfront. Mm-hmm. 
Right. What are you, what are you envisioning the business to look like? Why are you envisioning it to look that way? And I, and I tell clients to take a crawl, walk, run strategy. I normally, nine times out of 10, always recommend my clients do an LLC just before, because of the liability protection right. that comes with that entity. And the fact that they can choose to be either a sole proprietor, an escort, or, or a, a partnership if it's more than one of them. Right. And you can make that election at any time. So the whole yeah. thing, you're not, you're not you can shift with that. You can yeah, shift. So you, you could go from a quarter of a million to a million in one year and go, I think we need to do this as an S corporation with an LLC pass through. Exactly. Got you. Exactly. Okay. But in order to do that, yeah. you have to be talking to someone. So like, don't make that decision. No. I cannot stand when people do this. You come to me, you give me your stuff, and then you're mad at me. Tax season, I give you a return and say, and you're like, why? Like the question you started out with, why am I paying this much tax? This is not worth it. I, this is not what I wanted. Mm. And I'm like, if you had come to me mm. and checked in. Yeah. Tell us what you would have said. I would have said, okay, let's evaluate what your records look like. Your accounting records look like on a quarterly basis. Yeah. If I see we're growing, I'm going to be like, we need to make an election and we need to make an election now. And I'm going to tell you the election you should make and why. Okay. Yeah, so, I think what you're about to say actually saved me 80 grand. <laughs> so, you go, you go from being a sole proprietor, right? Essentially, yeah. to switching to be an S corporation because right. there's certain things like charitable contributions that you can't write off, mm -mm. right? As a sole proprietor, right. that you can as an S corporation. But you have to have that conversation with someone to figure out the, and as a sole proprietor, and we were talking about this in the inner circle. Yeah. When you speak to your account, you're like, I want to take a draw, but I also want to do X, Y, and Z with this as a sole proprietor. That's income. Right. Right. So it's, it's all about how it's, how it's taxed. But when we're looking at the S corporation structure, we are taking into consideration are we taking away from equity? Are you giving money back? Was it a loan that contributions you made to the company? Like there's a lot of different nuances that we can do in a more, a lot more wiggle room we can do in the other structures than we could do if you are a sole proprietor. With something like dividends, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, you can do, yeah, dividend distributions. How is taxed? Because of course, dividends are taxed at a much lower tax rate. Yes, exactly than the normal tax rate. Well, and how do dividends play into the value that the person brings to the company? Do you know what I'm saying? Let's say you have two or three shareholders and one person does 80% of what actually brings in profit to the corporation and the other members maybe bring in 10% of what actually is the profitability to the corporation. How would those distributions be equated? And does it matter what work you actually do for the company it or the value you bring? With it the matters on the structure that you all decided. We said, okay. Yeah. So like with an S corporation, what does that look like? So in an S corporation, let's say you is you and two other people, 80, 10, 10. When you are sitting down and you're structuring and you're thinking about this, just like you tell us with anything else, when we're making a plan, think about how do you want things split up right. front? Are right. you handling losses? Like, because sometimes it may be, 
hey, I'm just going to be passively in the background. I'm not going to do a lot. And right. my contribution was a 10%. So what I expect is I want to I'm be responsible for either 10% of the losses, 10% of the profit, and or 10% of the dividend. You don't have to keep that same structure. That, I think that's the, that's the beauty of an S corporation. You can say, okay, we'll share equally in profits and losses. However, when it comes to dividends, because I'm doing a day-to-day, yeah. I'm getting 80% and you're going to get 20%. All of that is mapped out and documented. Okay, so before my listeners go, ah, my head's exploding, which is what happens so often. Right. Um, especially if you're creative, you're an innovator, um, your brain is looking at all of these different things. Like you want, you want hella money at the end of the year, but you don't want a big tax bill, you know, and you're like, oh my God, somebody just take care of this. You know, how do we protect what we're earning so that we can decide where that money goes versus this is how much you made and this is your tax bill and oh well. That's a great question. Um, a lot well, of it. Thank you. <laughs> a real accountant is going to give you the answer that I'm about to get. It depends. Mm. It, it truly does depend. When you are looking throughout, you, you have to look at certain ratios. You have to mm. look at where are we putting our money to? What expenses are we allocating things to? Mm. Am I paying myself a salary? Mm. Am I paying payroll taxes? Mm. Am I taking distributions? Right. Am I taking, um, am I paying my children to right. work in the company? Like there's so many business techniques you can do legally yes. Yes. Um, to make that money go to where you want to, for you to tell your money where you want it to go and to make that bottom line legally um, be beneficial Right. So that you're not paying tons of taxes. The other thing you can do is I have a lot of clients that are like in the construction realm. Okay. I'm picking up a lot of con- clients that are in the construction realm. And what they do is they take their, they take, they pay estimated taxes off of each project. Right. Gotcha. Right. So they yeah, send yeah. what we believe is going to go to the IRS. Right. But when they do their project, their projects, they have already job costed. Now, if you're doing like online events and stuff, that might be a good rule to apply, you think? So like if you're doing typical like, you know, information products or you're drop shipping a product online or whatever, you know, we we have a client who did $65,000 in candle sales last month. Okay. Um, But like, let's say you do an event. So you're saying like, let's say you did an event that brought in a quarter of a million dollars. You're saying it would be wise to take that tax from that event and put it aside. Yes. Where the the day-to-day daily sales, that's a little different. Correct. Mm -hmm. Because that way you can't do that with TurboTax. You definitely can't. You need, you need (laughs) somebody. Yeah. You need to be talking to somebody so you can assess that. Like we are, I look at enrolled agents, which I am a CPA, somebody who really like, like a true tax preparer. right? Right. A face-to-face relationship. Yeah, yeah. Because they can understand the nuances of your business and recommend what you need instead of the cookie cutter, let me go into TurboTax or H&R Block, type stuff in, and then I'm like, why does this bill at the end of the year look like this? 
And then you right. come to me to help you figure it out. Whereas to, you can actually, I tell people to run um, every single thing that they're doing like its own income statement, profit and loss statement. Gotcha. Right? Because then you can start to assess two things. You can so you're ass- like you're talking membership or if I'm doing eBooks or if I'm doing an event or like I wrote a book and didn't realize that that could actually be taxed as capital gains instead of through my S corporation okay. if it was written in under 40, 400 hours, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So how capital gains works on a book, do you know? I'm not sure. Okay. That's something I, think, I would I th- Yeah, I think that's what it was and didn't take that me 400 is- hours to write a book. Right. And those nuances like that, that's when you come mm. to somebody like myself and be like, we do the research. Yeah, yeah. That's, part, that's definitely the part I like about accounting. We do the research, we figure out things like that to save you money. Well, right? like a book tour on that is much different than like a digital release. And I think a lot of authors can really benefit from your expertise and where you're saying that. So enlighten me. I know something you and I were talking about previously was the difference between tax avoidance, which is actually legal to go deep into the gray zone and protect yourself and tax um, evasion, which is illegal and thinking just because you made it, you get to keep it. Right. That One, is very interesting to me. So go yeah. ahead and elaborate on that. Yeah, because oh. I think some people are like, well, just pay it because I don't want to get in trouble. That whole okay. stigma, again, of terror. <laughs> like, make sure you pay it or they're going to come to my front door and arrest me for not it paying is. my taxes. Yeah. It is. It, the tax code is massive. Mm-hmm. And it has tons of legal loopholes in it. Like the example- Okay, how, how massive is it? Like, how many... Do they number? Do they number the rules? <laughs> I wish they could. Like we're talking- is it a ten-inch book? Is it a? T- it's, it's, it's voluminous. They can continue to change. Like so, it's online, but like, I I can tell you, my international tax book is probably like just alone that thick. <laughs> the U.S. code, like so, we have so much. The yeah. U.S. code is. It's just, just, it's ginormous. U.S. code is huge. And then we have the internal revenue manual. There's like so many different things. Like it's the rules that happen behind the scenes. It's rules that I, as a tax preparer or an enrolled agent would look at to help combat you against the IRS when they come knocking on your doors to help resolve things because there's certain things you have to do in protocol. There's just the regular publication 17 that most individuals use like i mean we're just talking voluminous mounds of information and we need to know where to go for certain things yeah and that's where business owners that's when it, that's when it gets crazy like depreciation yeah, it's just like oh my gosh manual. i'll just be an employee no yeah, it's all manual and you need to and that's where that's where paying a tax professional some or somebody who specializes in tax enrolled agents cpas whomever to actually shift through that stuff for you is to your benefit. But this is the thing I want to encourage people. Yeah. Avoidance versus evasion. What does it do? Show me the difference. You evasion is evasion is legal, illegal. You just Al Capone, right? Yeah. I'm not paying taxes on this amount of money. Al Capone, you have some, some illicit behaviors. 
They are looking for ways to not pay taxes. Actually, Mm -hmm. that is how Al Capone got caught, Mm -hmm. was not filing. And when he, they chose to file, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? Whereas to avoidance is using the the law to your benefit. That's the best way to say it. Using a loophole to your benefit. The gray areas, yeah. The gray areas to your benefit. You know, I think you as a mentor and stuff, I, you're so advantageous to people because, you know, you come in from an employee to running your business and it can be really overwhelming. And then if you have someone like we just, we discussed, we'll hand you your bottom line bill. You're thinking you're not profitable. You definitely have woven our mind through that. No, actually you are. If the, all these different things that affected you personally, but I've actually seen people say, well, I'm not going to do a business because the taxes are so complicated. And yet your fee, are your, your fees are a write-off. Like having somebody do a tax preparing or CPA, that's all a write-off. All a write-off. All a write-off. What would you say in closing to the business owners that feel very overwhelmed by it all and have tried to do everything by TurboTax and have avoided working with a tax preparer? You know. Because I like that you're a cop. You're like a cop. You're like, no, 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 that is your money. That's your money. That money should not go over there. That's your money. And then this is how we have to say that. And this is how you protect this money. And Correct. Yeah. Um, what I would say is what I tell all my clients, my current clients, we're an investment. Mm. Yes, you look at us as a business expense, but we're yeah. an investment and an, right. an advisor. We should be on your advisory board. So, 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 so when you are solopreneuring, I get it. Mm. When you are outsourcing and you need mm. some advice, right? Before you get in trouble, you need yeah. to you, you you need to come get the, the diagnosis or the prescription from an accountant because right. your financial health is dependent on how that money flows in and flows out. Exactly. And you don't want it to be getting snatched away. No. Unnecessarily. Well, that, and you can make mistakes too. Um, my experience, I've been doing this for 26 years. I made some horrific mistakes initially as a sole proprietor. And, but that's not enough reason to quit. Someone like yourself can actually help someone to say, you might need to have a payment that's, that you're paying for the next two years while you're continuing to move forward to make money. That's not a problem. We can rectify this. But right. I would have never known that had I not hired someone like you right. who walked me through that and took the stress off my back so I could go do what I want to do, what I started to do and make money. I know you've got a free report or something for my listeners and I'm super excited. That's very generous of you. And I know they can find you on social media and they should. <laughs> and you're active in our inner circle and in that. Tell us how we can get your free gift. So if you go to the tax cops and Sandy called me that, right? <laughs> I love it. You got that URL, the tax cop. You got the URL. So if you, if you hear the tax cop or if you think of Patrice L. Berry, you'll think of compliance. So either the tax or the tax compliance cop.com. When you go <laughs> there, you will see um, our page. We have a report that's free for you to download. That is so the good. seven 
um, secrets that the IRS does not want you to know. So good. It's so good. I, my hair is standing on it. I get chills. <laughs> the tax cop's going to bust you. Make sure you keep your money. <laughs> I want to share with you the things to put you at ease so that yeah. you can go to sleep at night. So yeah. if you've been avoiding things, if you've got, if you've received letters or notices or you haven't filed in a long time just because you don't know what to do or yeah. you're afraid because your business stuff was in a shambles before, yeah. there yeah. are ways to remedy that. Like Sandy said, don't give up. There are ways to solve it, clean it up and figure out what we can do so you can keep progressing forward. It's so good. And you're just, I just love your anomaly self and you're easy to talk to and easy to listen to. And you put me at ease. <laughs> and so, you know, I think it would be wise for our listeners, my listeners to connect with you, get that re free report. I definitely want to know the seven things the IRS aren't going to tell me. Yeah. So I could use it to my advantage. <laughs> so thanks so much for taking time out. And it's been fun to chat. And I look forward to seeing how you can help people moving along. I thank you so much. Thank you for the, um, the opportunity um, and the ability to be on your podcast. And for all my fellow Inner Circle members, definitely, definitely listen to what Sandy's saying. Like, pay attention. Um, it works. It, sometimes it takes us a minute to, for it to click. But yeah, once it clicks, she definitely is giving us tips, secrets, um, strategies, to change our lives and our lineage. So definitely, definitely, um, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're not in the inner circle, I don't know what your problem is. I didn't, you need to I get didn't in. ask you to say all that, but thank you so much. You need to get in there. Get in there and get this good stuff because it's only going to make you and your family be able to adjust, adapt, pivot, and be better on the other side of everything that's going on. I, I definitely honor you, Sandy. Thank you so very much for your time. Thank you.